0: Welcome. You're listening to the Bible Marathon Project, your one-stop class for learning Bible interpretation, defending your faith, using spiritual gifts, and building consistency in your devotion with God. We hope these sessions are a blessing to you as they have been to us. And without further ado, we say welcome to Charisma Sunday. All right, welcome to Bible Marathon. And if you've been with us for a while, you already know what we do here. This is a, a group of people, Bible-believing Christians, who are, are committed to running the race, growing in our knowledge of God, and um, in fellowship with one another. So if you've been with us for a while, you already know what we do here. Um, I'm just going to lead us in prayer, and then we'll move on right away to what we have to do today. I see you, Linda. Hi. Welcome. All right. So let's pray. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this privilege to gather together. Thank you for everyone here who is joining us this evening or this afternoon, um, depending on what location it is. We're so thankful to you, God, for your care, your kindness to us, your lavish love to us, Lord. We appreciate you for everything you've done for us. And Lord, we ask even today that as we learn your word, as we go into the scriptures, as we listen to the instructions you have for us, Lord, we are edified, we're equipped, we see ourselves as you see us in you, we are strengthened on every side, and I pray, Lord, that we live here ten times better than we came, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, thank you, precious Father, in Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. All right. How how was last week, guys? How was last week? I know last week was just flexing, games, fun, all of that stuff. I had a, such a great uh, feedback from people about uh, the last last week session. Um, but it's not all fun and games here. We're here to grow, all right. So we always have that in mind. Um, at this point, we're going to move on to what we normally do, right? Which is we uh, are going to be doing a recap, so we read the book of Galatians this week, and so I'm going to call on Shaitan, she's going to be giving us the review of the book of Galatians, so over to you Shaitan.
1: Hi everyone, okay so to be doing, uh, I believe you can hear me loud and clear, right, okay so we're going to be doing um, a review on the book of Galatians, I'm going to try to um, do this chapter by chapter. And, okay, yeah, going to get started. So, the writer of, um, the book of Galatians is Paul, is Paul. Um, and the audience was to the churches of Galatian, of Galatia, as, as we saw in, um, chapter, uh, verse two of chapter one. Now, in, in chapter one, he started by, you know, praying for them. And it was almost like you could tell that there was a burden on Paul's heart because it felt like there was a a deviation from the gospel in in these churches, right? And, you know, what is the gospel? That Jesus um, came to the earth, died, uh, resurrected, and the third day never to die again. And all of this was just to redeem us back to standing with God, right? Um, Now, he talked about... How, you know, he behaved when he was a Jew, persecuting Christians and all of that. And, you know, uh, the famous encounter of Paul on the way to, on the way to Damascus, like when he met Jesus, right? And then, um, in verse two. So that was really what jumped out to me. Then it, was, it wasn't like he didn't do too much there. Um, then when we go to verse two, he talked about how he continued his story, right? And then he introduced the topic of circumcision, which he later talked on, um, you know, as we, as we continue in this book and then he talked about peter's hypocrisy when he was eating with the uncircumcised gentiles um but wouldn't eat with um then when people when other people were around when james came right so um then he talked about how he publicly criticized um uh was his name peter right and he now reminded the audience that the only way to be made right God was through Jesus Christ. You know, it was not by them being circumcised or not circumcised, right? Um That was the problem they were having in this church. It was like they were, or in these churches, it was like they were trying to make right with God They were by being circumcised, right? And that's not the way. We already know that the way is through Jesus. So that was what Paul was trying to really like hammer on in this whole thing in, in chapter two. And he talked about, how in verse 18, when he says, I am rather, I'm a sinner. If I review the old, the old system of law, I already tore, tore down. For when I tried to keep the law, it condemned me. That was, the law was just to show people how sinful they were, right? It was not necessarily meant to save them. And it was only temporary, right? Until, you know, Jesus came. now we go on to chapter three, uh, where <laughs> Peter was, uh, Paul was sort of like frustrated. He felt like he was just frustrated with them. like, aren't you, Like, aren't you guys listening? Right, he told them about, and to further, we know that you know, we're, we're believers, we all should, we're sure, we're sure of our faith um, because of the gift of the Holy Ghost that is in us. Um, because you know, Jesus promised that gift when he, when, he, um, when he was on earth with the disciples, he promised them. And now that you know, he is gone, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us when we accept Christ, right, when we, when we accept his life. Right and in verse two, where he was asking them that, you know, did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the laws of Moses? Of course not. You know, he was just trying to tell them that. Well, you're not. um You don't have the Holy Spirit by keeping all these laws. And I, he I, I went on to say, I don't know if it was in this chapter where, you know, he went on to say that, um which one of you can really keep all the laws? Really, and you cannot just keep one and say that. Oh, I've kept the law of Moses. No. You have to keep all if indeed you that's what you want to follow. Go, I believe that that's very impossible. So, really, that's why Jesus Christ came, right? And yeah, it was in this chapter that he's called them all oh, foolish these Now, if we continue reading, um, in this um, chapter three, this is when he he now talked about um, how the those who put because I, I believe that here they were trying to. You know how God told Abraham to, you know, circumcise himself, and Abraham is the father of all those who believe, and all. But he wasn't, um, yeah. So I believe that these Jews were still trying to keep or uh, be made right with God by, you know, doing the whole circumcision thing, and that that really wasn't the point, right? It was because you know they did it because their forefather Abraham did it, I believe. But really, it, you were made right. You're truly a son of Abraham if you believe the promise he believed, right? Because God gave him a promise as well in the Old Testament. So you truly made right to God. You're truly a son of Abraham if you believe, um, in the promise, right? And, um, let's see what I have here. Um, yeah, because of his faith, he talked about how Abraham was made right, um, with God because of his faith. And you know that scripture that says, and it was counted unto him as righteous, um, his righteousness. Now verse four was really interesting for me because it was my first time hearing it um, or reading, really understanding this. Really. Abraham's two children, we know that Abraham had um, Ishmael and you know Isaac, but it wasn't through Ishmael that um, you know the promise. It wasn't through Ishmael that Jesus came. It was through Isaac, right? Um, and that's that's really um, that's just that's just a very important thing for us to you know. And it compared um, how you know the son of the slave. It, uh, the son of the slave Ishmael and the slave here being Hagar, um, was not the fulfillment of God's promise, right? It was the son of so you kind of compared, um, Hagar being, kind of compared Hagar to Mount Sinai and you know, Hag and Sarah to Jerusalem. So those in, and and if you're like if you look at Hagar, it was also like a Hagar was also like the law sort of that was meant to be in place until Jesus came, right? So Hagar was representing the law and you know, in due time Sarah um Sarah gave birth to Isaac. So it was just it was just that sort of comparison, right? That's that it was like Isaac was now like that um like the savior sort of, right? It's not it's just like a comparison. Um and um, uh, sorry i'll just quickly read this verse so that it, it kind of makes sense So as tell me who you want to leave tell me you who want to live under the lord do you know what it says the scripture says that abraham had two sons one from his slave wife and wife and one from his freeborn wife the son of the slave wife was born in a human attempt to bring about the fulfillment of god's promise yes exactly who was born in a human attempt right to bring um the fulfillment of god's promise but the son of the freeborn wife was born as God's own fulfillment of his promise. So I I really hope that that's clear. Um now if we go on to verse five, you know, it just basically talked about talks about how we've been free in Christ. Right? We have freedom. Those of us who put our trust in Christ, you know, we have been free. And it just reminds me of um when Jesus said, you know, the truth, you know the truth and the truth will set you free. So we who put our trust in Jesus, right, we have been free. Obviously this freedom is not, you know, uh, like a license to do anyhow, because we're not free, obviously not right and um it says if you put your faith in Christ, there is no benefit of you being circumcised really um it's just them where they were, they were they were saved, but they were still trying to follow their old ways, their old Jewish traditions, which really and following it to also sort of like back up their salvation right so really that's not the way to be made right with god like we've established so it was pointless um for them to be circumcised and um also talked about how if the holy spirit leads you like i touched on earlier right because you are now free you should not be sinning right if the holy spirit you, if you allow the holy spirit to lead you you will not be a slave to your sinful nature because what you're free, right? You're free from that sinful nature. And also how we talked about how, you know, those who belong to Christ have made the desires we were you know the desires of our sinful, our old sinful natures, um, to the cross and now we're free really. Like um and obviously brought up love again because we uh, Christian faith, can we really say we're Christians if we don't love you? Know, love the Lord, like the two commandments love the Lord your God and love your neighbors as yourself. So, um, I believe I'll just bring that bring everything to the wrap right now. Yeah, really, it's just this entire book. I believe we're just talking about, we're just trying to emphasize, um, how we're made right with God you know, by believing in Christ Jesus.
0: Thank you so, so, so much. That was good. Um I don't I don't know if it was just me, but did anyone else read it more than once? I feel like like Galatians is one of those books that you read it once, and if you're honest with yourself, you're like, I don't get this, let me go back. <laughs> so that happened a few times. You know, I've read it a number of times, but it always brings there's always something new to see and to grasp. And I think like like Shaitan rightly said, the major argument is it is by faith. Not by the law. Nothing else can give you eternal life. Nothing else is, uh, you know, like the, it's the con- is always a, a the discussion is the contrast between the spirit and the law, and how the law does not make anyone just before God. Um. So that's just the beautiful argument, and and you can see how Paul used so many examples just to hammer this point to people who were still in doubt about the verity of this of these things he you was know, saying. So thank you so much, Shayton. Um, if I I would encourage everyone, if you haven't read the book of Galatians, it's not too late, right? We've read, uh, I think up to nine books now, right? Or eight. How many? Who knows? <laughs> Someone needs to help me keep track. But yeah, it just quite a number we've done, and um, I just really want to encourage you guys to keep going on. All right. So with everything said, um. Let me see if there's anyone that has joined newly. Um, okay, I see Dolakpo, Kayade, hi. Ngozi, hi. Chelsea, Tammy, Barakat is here. Treasure, Daniel, Victor, Jim Oh my God, it's been like forever. Good to see you here. Um, yeah, and then a number of people on Mixelar. I'm going to check out on you shortly. But today is very special. Um very very special and dear to me because I'm going I'm here to learn. I'm ready to just listen and get trained by uh the speaker of today. Um just for the sake of introduction, um I'm not gonna be teaching today. We have a special guest as you've seen on the flyer. Um and let me put that on the screen real quick. And um okay, there we go. Hey, sorry. Yeah, that's it. So, we're having a special guest today, and you know, I, I as, as you know, is our, our custom is we have different topics for every Sunday. So, we have Hermeneutic Sunday, Apologetic Sunday, Charisma Sunday, and Vulnerability Sunday. This is the Charisma Sunday, and we, we talk about everything that has to do with the power of God, the Holy Spirit, the anything that has to do with demonstrative or power or ability or charisma, right, gifts of the Spirit. Um, Because we want to cover every aspect of our spiritual devotion. And I I just thought that it would be a blessing to have um, the lead pastor of Vivify Ministries, um, Pastor Kenneth Olusanya, teach us today. Um, Someone said, when do I put the flyer up? Like, this guy looks very, very, very familiar. He looks like Ernest. And there's no mystery behind why he looks like me. This is my brother. All right um i hope you're i know you're going to be blessed for certain so i just want you to let your hearts be ready be receptive you're going to learn in law take notes i'm going to put up scriptures but make sure that you come with a heart to receive i'm here with the heart to receive um from the ministry of, of kenneth today so at this point i'm just going to ask us all together just i'm going to lead us in prayer and just pray together with me and then i'll have him come up on the stage um whenever he's ready heavenly father thank you lord we're about to get into your word we are receptive we lay aside every bias we lay aside every personal restraint when it comes to receiving truth and we ask lord that you inspire us with your truth you will teach us your will clearly and lord we will accept all that you have for us as true and um yes let it be let it have practical implications in our lives Lord, not just for the knowledge but for the practicality of everything we learn. Thank you, Father, in Jesus precious name, we pray amen. I'm super excited, kenneth brother um over to you now all right, um good, I should say afternoon because it's afternoon over. There in the US, but um, good afternoon, everyone. How are you all doing? And I want to be sure that you can all hear me. If you can hear me, please just scream hallelujah at me so that I'm sure.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, awesome. Hallelujah.
0: awesome, fantastic! All right, um, I mean, I, I just have to say a very, very big thank you to um, Ernest Lusonia, the convener of this program. Uh, why well, am I sounding so formal? This is my elder brother. And um, I mean, coming from those days where we would pract- I would practice whatever I learned on Power Rangers or WWE on him, uh, I would say we've come a long way. <laughs> yeah, I've come a long way. And I'm really glad and very privileged that I'm, I'm invited to to lead us in, in God's word. And what you do here is amazing. If you honor the word of God and you study it, 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 it there's nothing more special than that. And I really enjoyed the recap Shaytan gave. It was absolutely amazing. The Galatians is one of my favorite books ever. So um thank you. Thank you. Uh very, very much for for this opportunity. Uh can I just ask you one question? Are you ready to receive God's word this evening? Yes. You are. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yes. Let's let's dive right into it. Um I just want to say Precious Father in heaven, thank you so much for this privilege. We're about to study your word. We're about to be refreshed, revitalized, edified, and empowered in your truth. We pray that everything we learn, we we leave a place of just knowledge or spiritual understanding, but to a place of application and wisdom. Amen. Thank you, Father. We bless you in in your name. We pray. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Amen. Um. So, I mean, from the poster, you already know that what we're talking about this evening is powerhouse. And what we're talking about basically is the power of God in a person, the power of God at work in a person, the the residence of unlimited ability. Um, I'll just start by way of introduction to say this, that there were two very... Uh, significant prophecies in the old testament and these prophecies were actually quite controversial i feel when people read it and study they don't realize how controversial these prophecies were um, the first one i would say is joel chapter 2 from verse 28 right joel chapter 2 from verse 28 i mean when joel um wrote this i'm sure in his mind he was like what am i getting myself into uh, and, and let's let's check it out. Let's open our Bibles there, to the book of Joel, chapter two from verse twenty-eight. I'm just going to wait for a while for everyone to get there. How many of you have read the book of Joel this year? Just check it. Um, it's a fantastic book. Let's go to chapter two from verse twenty-eight. All right, are we there? All right, let me just read quickly. Um, It says, and and, and I believe it's going to be on the screen as well, so if you can follow along there too, that would be great. This is what this guy is saying. I mean, long before in the Old Testament, it was commonplace to have the Spirit of the Lord be upon prophets, the Spirit of the Lord be upon priests and kings. It was norm. It was the norm. It was normative for, for that to happen. And, Joel was saying something here. He said, okay, wait, I know you guys know about the priests, the prophets, and the kings, but this is something the Spirit wants me to know. Verse 28, it says, and it shall come to pass afterward that this, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. And now that might be a bit vague, but he went further to explain what all flesh there meant. Look, your sons and daughters, they'll prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams your young men will see vision so if you say sons great fantastic he added daughters to the feminists in the house who were wondering are we part of this yeah you're part of this you're also going to prophesy your old men so not all i mean for those of you who can relate in nigeria old men and women there's another connotation that comes with them when you see you have an old woman and an old man in the village Um, Can you guys still hear? I think he froze. You can hear Yeah, he froze the network. He's going to be back shortly. He's going to reconnect now. Alright, I think he's back. All right, I'm so sorry about that. I think my my network uh, broke a bit there. Can you all hear me? Yep. Okay, great. Thank you. So he covered every single person in this category. So this was something controversial about the spirit of God. Another thing that was controversial, the, the, the second prophecy is in Ezekiel 36. You go to Ezekiel chapter 36 from verse... 25 let's read from 25 to 27 and it's it's pretty commonplace for um, a lot of us who have seen this but i want you to realize something okay now joel had broken to them that look the spirit will come upon yeah we see okay the spirit can come upon us to energize energize us for a particular task to make us do something per time you know but this was different and i'm sure ezekiel was panicking what are the people going to do with me after saying this look at this Then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit where? Within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgment. What is going on? How dare you, Ezekiel, that the spirit of God will dwell inside of a human being, that God's very own spirit will dwell in a fallible, frail human being. Ah, oh, no, 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 you've lost it. <laughs> you've definitely lost it. That was serious. And, and this was an announcement that came several centuries ago. But while the, the disciples of Jesus were on earth with, with the Lord, he also said this to them. Maybe they didn't realize at the time. But he did say this to them in, in, in the book of John 14 uh, from verse 17. We're going to open a lot of scriptures. So bear with me. And that's exciting, actually. It's Bible marathon anyways. Um, so I'm sure you're excited about it john 14 17 it says um jesus was talking about the holy spirit It says uh yeah okay let me read from the screen the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor that nor knows him but you know him for he does what he dwells with you and will be in you so they had experienced miracles during the earthly ministry of Jesus. They had healed the sick, they had cast out demons because of the name of Jesus. The Spirit was with them. He said, "He will also be there, be in you." Now that's super. Now that's powerful. And just before his ascension, in in the book of Acts chapter one verse eight, he te- he he tells them something very important. He says, "You will receive something." Now, the Spirit of God is going to be with you and is going to be in you. And when he comes in you, you're going to receive something. You're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the utmost parts of the earth. They will receive what? Power. And and these promises are, are things that at a the time they might have not, have not realized the implications of them. But guess what? In Acts chapter 2, they received the power during Pentecost when they were in the upper room. They received what was promised to them, not just by Jesus, but even by the prophet Ezekiel and the prophet Joel. They received it. Praise the name of Jesus. So what I want to say here is that something significant happens when the spirit of God moves somewhere, he moves in with power. Praise the name of Jesus. He dwells and comes in with power. And and, and I want to just give a few facts about power before we continue and, and, and go further in this teaching. Uh, I want to mention a couple of facts about power, uh, the power of God. And, and I want you to just pay attention. The first one I want to say is the power of God is driven by God, by his love. The power of God is driven by his love. God's power is driven by love. Any demonstration of God's power that you've seen anywhere was a symbol and and was motivated by his love. Whether you see the 10 plagues that happened with, with the children of Israel, it was a demonstration of his love for his people. Do you understand? And, and even in the earthly ministry of Jesus, when he went about doing good, many times you see things like, and Jesus had compassion and healed their diseases. He turned no one away. He healed all of them. It was compassion that drove his power. Praise the name of Jesus. So whenever you see the power of God on display, you need to remember that this is coming from a place of love. Praise the name of Jesus. That's the first one you need to know. The second thing you need to know is that it's available by the spirit within. God's power is available by the spirit within. God's power is available by the spirit within. If you want to know how you can walk in the power of God, exercise the power of God, whether it is in in, in the walk of salvation or it's in the ministry, the charismatic ministry, you need to realize that it's all because there is a spirit that dwells in you. Praise the name of Jesus. What happened was um, you were like a house. Let me use this illustration. You were like a house. And in the house, it was ugly. It was dirty. The furniture was broken. The lights were off. Things were out of place. And what happened was God saw you broken, a mess. And when you received this help and you looked, look, my life is a mess. You believe the message of the gospel. He did something. He sensed the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit came in. He saw the light, said, oh, wow, ah, that's a mess. Mm, That's terrible. And he went around refurbishing, making everything new. But guess what? When you move into a new place, guess what? You bring your stuff. And when he moved in, he brought his load. He brought his his baggage. He, He brought his luggage. He brought his gifts. He brought his fruits. He brought his power. Praise the name of Jesus. So you have this power available because God, um, God's spirit moved into you. It's available because God's spirit dwells within you. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. All right. Um, the third fact about the power of God is this. And, and this is where it gets dicey. And I might step on a couple of toes, but I'm sure that to um, all of us here, we're all after the truth and we've gained some level of maturity. Um the third fact about God's power is that there is no other outpouring. Yeah. There's no other outpouring. There's no other outpouring. You you what I'm saying is you have all the power that you will ever need inside of you. Now, the truth is I feel <laughs> I feel a lot of the time people undo the finished works of Christ in their life by the songs they sing. Like you're undoing something. And let me give you an example. Imagine you're writing, or you're about to write an exam, for example. And you have a pen. It's right on your table. Um, And you look around and you ask me for a pen. Oh, please, can I have a pen? I want to write my exam. How would I react? How should I react to you seeing that you have the pen? I would tell you, okay, but there is one right there on your table or in the worst place that happens to the most of us when it's coughed right by your ear and you forgot it was there. That's where your viral is. And you'd be like, oh, right? The pen, you actually had the pen. And that's the same thing with a lot of believers. They have it. Maybe they don't realize they have it or what it can do, and they keep asking for something they already have, and what you're doing is you are you are undoing what God has already done for you in Christ. So when you sing a song, and and for those of you who can you know the songs I'm about to sing, you just have this idea of the songs may be powerful, the songs may may make you cry, but you have to check whether they are doctrinally doctrinally accurate. So if you sing a song like. Let the power of the Lord come down. Come on, sing with me, guys. Let the power of the Lord come down. Shed the tears too. Let the power of the Lord from heaven come down. Da, 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 come down. Right? Or you sing a song like, um, Oh Lord, come down and manifest your power, Oh Lord. Now, I'm not trying to tease or make fun of anyone. But when you sing these songs, this is what happens. You're literally telling God, send down your power. And his response to you will not change. It will be Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Well, he will say Acts chapter 1 verse 8. That's not how he <laughs> said it. But he will tell you, you will receive power after the, the, after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You'll receive power. So why are you asking me for the power you have already received? the name of jesus do you see that so what when the holy spirit moved in he didn't come in and saw your life and say ah this house is not let me just bring i have like 10 luggages from heaven's gates just bring one let's test and see if you can handle this luggage then we'll bring the rest uh-huh, uh-huh, okay 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 bring the second one he moved in with everything Don't you see that he moved in with everything? So the believer does not have a sin problem. The believer doesn't have uh, a victory problem. The believer doesn't have a power problem. Many times it's the understanding of what you already have that may be the problem. If you don't know you have something or you don't understand the, the importance of what you have, you won't enjoy what you actually do have. Praise the name of Jesus. So that's something very important. There's no other outpouring. You have all the power that you ever need. I want you to say that I have all the power that I will ever need. I've got the power. Amen. Glory to God. Power just have nothing on you. Amen. Number four. Um, fa- another fact about the power of God is this, and this is very important. Every child of his has access to this power every child of the of his has access to this power so i'm trying to build up this is just all introductory i want all of us to be on the same page right every single child of his has has access to this power and the reason why this fact is important is because there, there just might be a subconscious idea that a lot of christians carry with them on their journey where There is a man of God, a minister of God, a pastor, a bishop, archbishop, deacon, whatever title you want to call it. And it just seems like that person is the hub of power. If there's a problem, there's someone saying, ah, pastor, we need your help. Pray for this person. There's a problem financially. Ah, pastor, we need this. But you fail to realize that God's power, pardon me, God's system was that everyone operates on equal plane. Now, there might be special graces to to different people for different tasks, but what he wants is that everyone of his can function with this power he's made available to them. That just as the pastor can pray for the sick and they receive their healing, you too, maybe you just started out in your faith one month or two months in, in the faith, you also can do the same That's God's idea. It's not a hierarchical pyramidal system. It's a circular system where everyone contributes to the next guy and the next guy, and everyone has it equal. You know, the Bible says there's no one different, male, female, bond, servant, free. We're all the same in Christ. Glory to Jesus. And that's God's idea for his church, that we all share equally in all his benefits. Praise the name of Jesus. And I want to show you some scriptures that, that attest to that. Um... Quickly, I'll just go to John chapter 14 from verse 12 to 13. And it's a very common scripture. John chapter 14 from verse 12 to 13. And it says this. Oh, I love this scripture. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my father. And then he goes on to say, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Glory to Jesus. Who is his audience here? He who believes in me. Maybe the general overseer. Maybe the bishop in charge of of service. No. No. The one who does what? Who believes, will do the works that Jesus did. What works did Jesus do? He brought life to the world through through the gifts of the Spirit, through the works of, of, you know, the power of God. Brought life, brought goodness to people. And even greater works will we do. Praise the name of Jesus. All right? And that's what we have available to us. Another scripture is Mark 16, from verse 17 to 18. and, And this one... I'm going to share a story that's so exciting um, about this this scripture. It's crazy. Mark 16 from verse 17 to 18. Oh, I love this. And these signs, these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will what? Cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, any deadly anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. This this is a is a is a portion of scripture I'm so sentimentally attached to, and I'll tell you why. But look, it says these signs will follow those who what? Who believe. That was the same thing he said in John 14. If you believe. Now he says these signs will follow those who believe. And, and and something I picked from that line is. For something to follow, you have to give it a leading. You have to give it a direction. And so that means if you're going to walk in the things of the spirit, you have to take the step. And when you do, the signs will follow you. Praise the name of Jesus. And then it goes on to say, you will lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. So I, I remember this was like, um, 20, was it 2015, early 2015, um, I had just come to understand my place in Christ truly in 2014, ending uh, towards the end of the year. And in 2015, um, I was just studying my Bible in my room back in school, university days. And I came across the scripture and was honestly my first time ever seeing it. And I saw this sign shall follow those who believe. And I was reading it over and over and over. And I was seeing these amazing things. And I asked myself like, wait, do I believe? I believe. So these things can happen for me. And, and for me, I like this pragmatic approach where if the Bible says it, if Jesus says it, I believe it. And I want to see it happen. You know, I feel a lot of people just see this as these things as stories and don't actually have this approach to practicalizing these things. I told myself it's either this is true or Jesus is a liar and I will prove it by my life. <laughs> Do you understand? So I said, look, I want to do this. And I, I I told myself, let me just go to the health. We had a medical center back in school. I said, let me go there. Let me try this out. And um, I was also reading the book of Acts. So I'll, I'll show you how that how that flows into this. So I went into the health center and I saw a couple of, actually a lot of people there that were sick. And I said, oh boy, here goes nothing. And I went to the first guy that was on the bed and I said, hi, hello, how are you? and he was like oh i'm fine obviously he wasn't fine <laughs> he was on the sick bed uh, but i was like how are you i hope you're good and are you what's wrong with you and he said oh that he's just been he's, he lost his appetite he has a terrible case of malaria and and he just re- really feels down and i thought to myself i was like this guy is not in a good place and i want to minister healing to him but i said look if i there are two ways to go about this. There's an approach of, ah, yeah, sorry, you, ah, and your temperature is hot. Ah, dele. Let's, can we just pray? Let's see if it's going to work, eh? Let's just, say just, in Jesus' name, Father, Lord, Rock of Ages, everlasting Father, King of Kings, Lord of Glory, we thank you for today. You are Alpha and Omega. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to go about it. And it's so, a Lord, please, eh, take away this thing. And eh? this boy is suffering. Just help him. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll, I'll I'll see you later, okay? Take care of yourself. That's one way to go, right? That's actually one way to go about it. But I told myself, I said, no, this guy, I feel his faith is a bit weak. So I want to talk in a way that, that would inspire faith. And I looked at him, I said, I want to pray for you right now. And when I pray, you're going to be healed completely. Your appetite restored, your temperature back to normal, and you have your strength back. Do you believe? I don't know when I said it, but I said, and the guy sat up. It was like, um, yeah, <laughs> I believe. Uh, yeah, please pray for me. And this was my this was actually my first time. I'm not joking. And I said, because um, I read the book of Acts, and I remember what they did at the beauty, and I'm still going to talk about that. That is exciting what they did. I said, in the name of Jesus, you sickness, leave his body. I learned to talk to the problem, too. Your sickness, leave his body and receive healing right now. The Bible says you will lay hands on the sick and they might recover. No, they shall recover. And I laid hands and said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And the next step of faith I took was, how do you feel? And I feel a lot of people who have tried to pray for people's healings, maybe it's a headache or it's a a pain in their leg, will just pray and move on. But if you really want to see these things happen and, and, and actually be Satisfied with the idea that it works, God's power is real and alive. You will take the time to check it out, right? I was like, "How do you feel now?" Tell me. I was like, "Um, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I think he's working." I said, "Don't lie to me. You're the one that needs the healing, you no know? <laughs> So tell me, are you actually fine? He's like, yeah, but I still, I still don't feel like eating. I said, "Okay, your appetite is also restored in the name of Jesus," and I, I just prayed over him again and again, right? And I said. How do you feel now? I didn't give up. Like, I was like, this thing was work. And I was like, this has to happen. Like, how would I read this scripture? And I don't see it happen. And his faith was there. Do you get it? I believe he believed. We prayed again. And I said, okay, I'll come back to you. I'll check in on you. And I went to the next guy and prayed for, I just prayed around for all the people that I saw. The same method. Do you believe? I'm going to pray for you. You're going to leave here today. Do you believe? All those things I, I went around. Um and eventually the time for visitation had closed, so I just told the guy I'll check on him the next day. Right, that was silly of me. Right, I was expecting him to go over. I was saying I'll see him the next day, but it's fine. Um, I left, and the next day, um, I was actually passing that way to go to the cafeteria. There was a basketball court, and I was just hearing someone—the typical Nigerian way of calling someone—is yes, you guy. I was like, oh, hello, hi. And someone just the guy just ran up to me i was like hey man it's you it's you isn't it i was like that did what (laughs) like oh you came yesterday to the health center and you prayed for me i was like oh that's that was you um i I didn't take his name funny enough i didn't remember his name or didn't ask for his name um and he was like i was like that's you wait you're out i was like guy after you prayed for me i don't know i just felt very hungry and I, i i could eat the nurse checked me out and they said my temperature was back to normal that I can actually go if I want to because I've missed a lot of classes. Guy, thank you very much. I mean, I was like, oh, it's, it's, it's the Lord. It's the Lord's doing. You know that man of God, you know, vibe? it's the Lord's doing. God bless you. Thank you. By the time I went to my room, yes! Woo! This actually happens. This is actually real. And so I just told, I said, look, in a, in a world where people question the power of God, I will prove to them God's power by my faith, by my proactivity, because God's power is real. And more importantly, God's power is here. Come on, guys, say this with me. God's power is in me. And, and you see, when God gives something, he doesn't just give you a little of it. He doesn't just say, just take money, pocket money. <laughs> he blesses abundantly. He gives abundantly. He gives you more than you even need. Do you understand? Have you seen this phrase before, exceeding? abundantly above in ephesians 3 20 that's how god gives every gift if you're talking grace in salvation he gives exceeding abundantly above if he's giving power is the same praise the name of jesus So this is something very important to realize right but i want us to just go further now and, and and right now i believe the lord is 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 touching someone again Reigniting a passion. The truth is, I I feel when you get to a community, or an environment that is not aligned to this idea, especially if you're in a community abroad in the diaspora, and you're just in a place where everyone is a, a little bit too intellectual for their own good and rational and logical. Somehow it affects and inhibits the, the 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 potential you have to give. It it makes you feel like. Ah, I don't really want to do this right now. I don't really want to manifest this way. And and that's something to think about because look, you always find yourself in a situation that opposes your faith. You find yourself in a situation that doesn't allow you to give full expression to all God has given you. And it's in that time you need to insist that I will make the difference, that I will draw people to the Lord even through this signs and this wonders. Let me tell you the truth. Signs, wonders, miracles, power, those are things that are still attractive till today a lot of people might try to explain it away with science and and other ideas but look it works it's it's real every time you see a miracle happen you know maybe except from the stubborn Pharisees you'd find that it's it's attractive there's celebration there, there's someone better for it praise the name of jesus and so if you really have love for people and love truly drives power, then you're going to live a miraculous, powerful life. A place where the the supernatural becomes natural and commonplace with you. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, so let me just talk about um, something uh, about activating this power, you know, activating this power in your life. So I want to talk about three major steps. uh, I don't want to sound like that kind of guy, three steps to achieving. (laughs) No, but like, these are just, Three tips I will share with you on how to effectively activate God's power in you, right? Very, very simple and not too complex. Um, The first one is acknowledge. Praise the Lord. Acknowledge. Acknowledge. And what that means is when you have something, you need to be conscious of what you have. That that understanding of what you have drives the use of that thing, right? There's uh, there's just a knowledge you must have that influences how you act, right? And this is what the Bible says. This is how um, Paul, the Apostle to the Corinthian Church, this is how he speaks to them. You know, some people have been misbehaving. Previous chapter and chapter five, a guy was having an affair with his half-mother and all sorts of things and he was trying to correct these guys he didn't bring out a belt he didn't bring out a cane to flog them and what he said to them was this don't you know know ye not that your body is the temple of the holy spirit don't you like he he expected that the knowledge of this will influence their actions so your your knowledge of something that God has given you should influence. It should drive it to a place. Look, this is the this is the this is the, the the sequence. You have the knowledge, but it's not enough to just know. You need to take it to spiritual understanding. You need to understand what you know, but it's still incomplete at the end of the day if you don't apply it in wisdom. If you're not a doer of the word, you won't see results. You may know this with your heart, but if you never take that step, you'll never see it happen. Do you understand? So it's one thing to know that God doesn't condemn you in Christ. But when you come to a place where you messed up big time and there's just so much condemnation beating against your heart and and all these voices in your head that the the devil himself is trying to use, sometimes the devil sounds like your own voice and tells you, look at you, you messed up. Look at you, you you're dirty. You think God, hmm, after you, you want to pray now, after you just did that thing. You know, and those voices are, are steaming in. There is knowledge in you that, look, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. But if, you, if, if that's not something you understand and put it into practice by shunning those voices and replacing them with that truth, you won't get the best of it. You won't experience the fullness of what God wants you to experience. Do you understand that? So there is a place of consciousness. See, you need to carry this consciousness wherever you go to look. I carry power. It's important you carry that consciousness, that there is power that flows through you. Amen. The Bible says you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. What that means now is, look, you are God's address now. Hallelujah. If they ask, where is God? He's here. Don't look any further. He's here. By his spirit, he dwells in you. When Jesus gave the great commission, he says, Lord, I will be with you to the close of age. And then just some few days after, he goes up. I mean, if you were just watching, you'd be like uh ah, Lago, Jesus just sliders, us. He said he'll be with us and he went, but he promised them already, look, there's someone else. He will be with you. I mean, he has been with you, and now he will be in you. Now that's where God resides. He he's not dwelling in temple made by human hands, he's dwelling in a temple made by his own hand. You and me, glory to God. Hallelujah. You are God's address. And say that that's not pride that's humility you know some people say that aren't you proud to say god's dwelling in you like you know some people like oh god i i don't know like i feel like you're too like mighty and stuff like to dwell in me like i I don't do that like i'm not even the perfect girl or you know you can't just stay here and and everything you know but that's arrogance god is in I want to dwell in you i say no god has made his abode in you You you're you're not saying god um, Lord, prepare me a sanctuary. He has made you his sanctuary. Hallelujah. He dwells in you. And with his dwelling comes his power, comes his ability. Glory to God. Amen. So say this with me. You are I am God's address. I am I am a mobile temple of God. Hallelujah. I am a powerhouse. I house glory. And I house power. Hallelujah. That's the reason why you can pray anywhere now. In the Old Testament, you had to face the temple or be around the temple's um, um, compound to pray to Yahweh. But the reason why you can move about, you know, whether you're on the street or you're doing your business in the White House, if, if you understand what I mean. Uh, <laughs> you're doing your business there. And you can actually pray to God and He hears you. It's because... He now dwells in you. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. And that that just blows my mind. And as a result of this, this is all about acknowledging this. As a result of this, you need to realize that God wants to use all of you. He wants to see with your eyes. He wants to use your hands as an extension of his to heal the world. He wants to be an extension of your feet to preach the gospel just like he did. He wants to use all of you for his glory. And that's why when you read Acts chapter 10 from verse 38. If we can just go there quickly. Acts chapter 10, 10 from verse 38. It's, it's a very common scripture. And, and I, I know when you read this. You see that oh wow. Jesus is so amazing. Jesus did mighty things. And he was anointed. But let me, let me just read this to you. Look how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. With the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and curing all who were under the tyranny of the devil because God was with him. It says how God anointed Jesus. With what? With oil? No, the reality of what the oil represented. The Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit is present, what comes with it? Power. And he went about doing good. But look, when you look through the eyes of Revelation, you realize that As Jesus, I mean, the word Christ means the anointed one. But as a Christian, you are an anointed one. We are the anointed ones. Praise the name of Jesus. So you also, like Christ, have been anointed by the Holy Spirit and with power, and you can go about doing good and curing all those who are under the bondage of the enemy and bring light to your world. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You've been anointed by the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Look, this 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 point of acknowledgement it, it goes really deep and, and it influences it influences the way you act and react in certain situations. Look when, when when you have this knowledge there's a need for you to carry it with boldness. See when you know who you are and whose you are there's a certain way you react to situations. You don't act helpless. You don't act like you don't have a solution. The Holy Spirit in you is the only solution you need to solve problems. Praise the name of Jesus. Like, let me give you an example. And it's from the example we, we talked about earlier in Acts chapter 3. Um, there was this lame man at the beautiful gate. From birth, he's been lame. And Peter and John were going to service in, in the temple. They were trying to find their way re- very quickly there. And he saw this guy, and this guy looked at them, look at this in verse um, 3. Who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple asked them for alms, right? And um, verse 4, and Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. Ah, now that's someone who has an idea of authority. Look on us. And the guy looked at them like, okay, this is a different kind of person. This is not like the other these are not like the other people that have been asking for arms from this. These guys are different. They sound authoritative. He said, he said, expecting to receive something. And verse 6, Peter said, look, silver and gold have I none. We don't have money. And this just, in a way, um, is, is a clarification to those people who say that um, the reason why Jesus died and resurrected was so that he can make us rich and prosperous financially. If he did that, then he had failed because his immediate disciples literally said they didn't have money, right? So that just tells you that, look, Jesus' sacrifice is deeper than just material things or temporary things. That's just, by the way, I digress anyways. But look, he said this. He said, silver and gold, I don't have, but such as I have. Look, you need to have that such as I have moment in your life. You have to, You need to have a lot of them. When, look, when someone needs your help, you say, I have something to give you. You need to talk like that. You need to act like that. It shows that you understand what you have. He says, such as I have, I give. <laughs> oh, Lord. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And, and, and look at this. It's one thing to say, rise up and walk, Right and just say you'll be fine after you say rise up and walk the lord is with you you will start to walk eventually but you see we're we're running uh, we have a uh, a service in the temple we'll we'll come back to you and they they just rush into imagine that happened. but look he said rise up and walk and the bible says in verse 7 he took this guy by the right hand look that takes that takes an understanding of what you carry he took him by the hand and lifted him up And guess what? He expected that as he lifted him, he was not going to go back down. That he was going to plant his feet on the ground and actually walk. That's what we're talking about. And this might sound like, oh, that's Peter. That's John. But the whole point of this is that's you too. You can do this. You can walk by the street and see someone who is crippled from birth and talk to them inspire faith by the way you talk and say look i want to give you something i want to help you walk again do you believe and if the person tells you yes take them by the hand pick them up and expect that they stand never to go back down again praise the name of jesus that's your life you're a powerhouse glory to god you carry power And you need to act like it. You need to start walking like this. Look, I know that you're busy with your careers. I know you're busy with your academics. But this is a a call the Lord has given to every one of us as his ambassadors. To actually be representatives of him, even in our demonstration of power. If someone is sick, why not get them healed? If someone has a problem, why not try to solve with the power of God? that you already have praise the name of jesus i find that i find that story intoxicating and look there's a there's a clause to it right there's a clause to it i want us to go back down to verse 12 look after this had happened the people rejoiced people were like whoa i know this guy he's walking now what happened and people were celebrating that's the truth when when miracles happen people celebrate people of of good conscience anyways they see that they celebrate they rejoice and look at verse 12 verse 12 of chapter 3 of the books of the book of acts it says when peter saw it people were asking you know they were asking questions about how did these people uh, um, do these things and, and peter saw it. he said look men of israel why are you amazed at this or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or godliness um, the King James says, "Or holiness, we had made this man walk. Look, you need to realize that this power you have is not something you just conjured by yourself, by so much meditation. Um, I have power now. No, this was given to you as a gift. And at the same time, he says, it's not also by our holiness. Hmm. Now that, that's where it gets a bit dicey. Because right now you might have found yourself in a situation where you were angry, someone upset you, you said words you shouldn't have said, you cussed at them, you were angry, and the next moment someone calls you, Oh 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 please, we need you to pray for so 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 and so person to get them here and you're like oh, I'm not the right guy, let me call Ernest. <laughs> yeah, I can't do this right now. I'm I'm not in that state. And he's trying to tell you that even your holiness. Is not what gets people healed, and, and to be honest, that's why a lot of people um, who live habitually in sin sometimes get away with those things because many times God's power still works and flows through those kinds of people. But God wants you to be holy for sure. But it's not your holiness that gets people healed. It's not your holiness that moves the power of God to meet a need, and that's something you need to remember. So even in the time where you feel condemned by a mistake you made. Get out of that space. Get over yourself and say, look, someone needs my help and I will help them. I am still righteous in Christ Jesus. I have been forgiven of my sins through his blood. I have redemption in his blood. And I also have power. Praise the name of Jesus. So that's the clause you need to approach. It's God's power. You're not proving your ability. You're proving God's ability in you and through you. Glory to Jesus. That's your life. So that's the first step. Acknowledge it. Be conscious of it. I believe it's one of the reasons why someone could touch Jesus amidst a crowd of gum and people who were trying to touch Jesus. And someone touched his garment and he knew something had left to meet a need. He was conscious that, of the power he carried. And you can be too. You might just have a casual conversation with someone and just a handshake. But the person needs something and you've met a need. The person's hand was probably broken. He took their hand, shook their hand. The person like, ah, no, no, no. My hand is broken? What did you do? That's your life. It's all about a consciousness. See, when it comes to the things of the spirit and the power of God, don't limit your mind. Don't limit your mind. I'm going to share some examples that I've had. And I don't want to base this teaching on my examples. We've already gone through a lot of scriptures that many of you already know. But look. I believe God wants this teaching to come to stir up something within you, to reignite a passion. Not just you just put charismatic things to a place and relegate them to a side. He wants them to be commonplace for you, to be excited about these things. That as you are preaching the word, your word is backed up with power as well. Praise the name of Jesus. So that's the first step. Acknowledge. Acknowledge. Before I move on to the next step, I want to just say this, you know um when you talk about the gifts of the spirit when you talk about the gifts of the spirit you know some people have this idea that um you know i don't know if you've ever experienced this before where you just say um you, you're chatting with your friends you're like ah how many gifts do you have in, of the spirit and so um i've done tongues um have i done prophecy i'm not sure so i think i have one and a half, one and a half gifts. Ah, one and a half. What about you? Um, I've done maybe like four or five. Ah, okay. You're you're coming up. You're coming up. Well, well, I know you didn't ask, but uh, you know me. uh, I know that there are just nine gifts listed in First Corinthians, so but I think I've done twelve. You know, there are realms, there are realms that you climb to. You know, (laughs) so people just have this idea of I have this gift, and and for me, for the longest time, I had. I mean, that was always intimidated by people that were walking in things of the Spirit. So it was almost like a competition. We were always looking for the next guy who could manifest a new gift and all of that. That was just childish anyways. But when you read the scriptures in 1 Corinthians 12, you see the, the, the terminologies used. It talks about diversities of gifts, varieties of administrations, You know, differences in operations. You don't see them as possessions. The gifts of the Spirit are not possessions. The only possession you have is the Holy Spirit. And when there is a need, he can manifest that to meet in a need. So if someone needs a healing, because you have him within, he manifests as a healing gift. The power manifests as a healing gift to that person. I'll give you an example, and I hope this makes sense to you. I love using this example. Um, How many of you have ever used... um, or have a DSTV, or well, I, I know the audience now is, <laughs> or let me just say cable, whether it's TiVo or, or whatever cable channel you use, right? How many of you can relate? Let me see the chat section. Uh, okay, great. So whether it's DSTV or, or, cable, or the cable network, you can relate. So imagine you have that, you have the decoder, right? The one that has all those things. Now with this DSTV or TiVo, you have a bouquet, of channels, right? You have, if you have sports, you have news, you have Disney, you have Cartoon Network, you have movies channels, and for some of you, K drama, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You like, you, know, you like them, anyways. Never not shade anybody today, um, but you just have all those channels. And the truth is, sometimes you just don't want to watch the news. Like, yeah, COVID pandemic, same old, same old. Trump, Biden, great. Moving on. You want to watch a cartoon. Ah, I'm bored. This is too childish. I want to. And the truth is, by time, you have different needs. Sometimes you, want to, you have a need for looking at sports, a need for this, a need for that. But guess what? It's one decoder that's meeting all those needs, manifesting itself in different channels. Do you see that? So what you have is the Holy Spirit. You have the decoder. And when a need arises, he manifests himself through the gifts to meet different needs. So you don't have the gifts per se. You have the Holy Spirit who then meets needs with those gifts. I hope that makes sense. So once you have the Holy Spirit, just have that consciousness that you have all that you'll ever need. Can you say, I have all that I'll ever need in the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. I have all that I'll ever need In the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Isn't that just exciting? So we're not trying to to attain a certain level of spiritual status and say, oh, I have this, I have that. You have everything. Praise the name of Jesus. And let me tell you, when it comes to the things of the Spirit or the power of God, God is looking for the one who is available. Do you understand? It's really about availability and desire. There was someone I I once discipled, um, a young guy. He's actually 12 years. He should be 13 this year. I discipled him. Um, was back at the family church. And we just had a class talking about s- spirituals and everything. And I was not sure how they received this. I was like, maybe they'll think it's too much for them or anything. But I tried to bring it as basic as possible uh, to them. And I talked to this guy about him so much. And he was so attentive. He was asking questions so I can touch someone and they'll be fine. I said, yes. With the Holy Spirit's power. And, you know, just taught, 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 taught. And um, he he we went around went on the street for evangelism together me and some of the kids and we are just walking walking and I saw a man that that had a problem with his leg he wasn't walking properly he wasn't crippled but he wasn't his leg was kind of bent and I said I turned to them I was like guys do you know we can get that guy healed like we can we only preach the gospel to him but he just needs to believe that we can heal him and he'll be healed. And the guy was like, okay, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. I was like, okay, you know what you're getting into. I was like, no problem, no problem. The rest of you stay back. Let me just go with him and, and the other girl. I mean, we walked over to this guy. Oh, my God. I, every time, my mind is blown by this. And we went to this guy. Um, I think he, he was outside, So I tried to speak some pidgin, and, and it was terrible, but he could understand at least. Uh, and I asked him, I said, um, we're going to pray for you and your leg go better <laughs> it's going to get better anyways and it was like oh okay okay Shah agreed and I told the guy his name is John I said can you put your hand on him and pray for his leg and we said and he, he literally prayed for him and it was the guy because I demonstrated to them in class he prayed for him He said check your leg he was like ah he was like okay I said pray for him again Pray prayed again, in the name of Jesus, you are healed. Check your leg. <laughs> and the guy checked. And the guy was moving his leg. like, And he was like, he couldn't move. The person that was helping him was like, oh, he couldn't move his leg like this before. I said, let's pray again. He said, yes, we'll pray again. In Jesus' name, be healed. Your leg will walk in Jesus' name. Check again. <laughs> it was exciting to see, and very hard woman. And this man, at the end of the day, couldn't move his leg. We had um a, a, a tent set up. Um, was church on the street and then the man joined us because of that and that's just to tell you that look it doesn't matter what level you are in your faith or how long you've been in the faith if you understand this that God's power works and it's real and you can work out the power of God it will work it will work for you if you're available if you desire it that's why the Bible says desire this gift praise the name of Jesus so that's all about acknowledgement it's a consciousness you need to carry every single day of your life that every meeting and every encounter with someone can be a supernatural one. Number two thing to do to activate the power is stare it up in the place of prayer. Stare it up in the place of prayer. Now, as much as you have this power, um, God loves that you are still dependent on Him in exercising this power. Uh, 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 prayer is prayer is like this. It's like you have a cookie jar on on a cupboard, and you're you're trying to reach it. Maybe you're as you're a child, you're trying to jump and. and and reach for the cookie jar your father might be looking at you like "Hmm, yeah no reach it now he knows what you want but until you say okay fine i can't do this by myself dad i need your help i need a boost and then he carries you it's not that he didn't know what you wanted you know god knows what you need but he loves that you're dependent on him even in the place of prayer that you show your trust so when you pray you're you're kind of doing that you're stirring up power from within um james chapter 5 from 6 from verse 16 says the effectual fervent prayer of what a righteous man you are a righteous man and to the feminists in the house you're a righteous woman um <laughs> i don't know, i always have to sound politically correct but anyways um you are a righteous man you know and you make tremendous power available your 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 prayer is effective it makes power available it's like a kettle put on the fire. You have the power inside as power, you know, water. But when you add some fire to it, it bubbles it up and allows it to come forth. So pray. That's why every time you see people pray together, there's always an unusual manifestation. There's an unusual manifestation of the power of the Lord. So prayer and power, they go together. They're like this. You can't separate them. So spend time more in prayer. You know, sometimes. The reason why many people are not experiencing so much of the power of God is because they haven't spent enough time. And I'm not saying that there's a level to reach, a quota to reach in your prayer that, ah, until you now reach, you know, 80% in here, you can out know. Just pray, just make it a regular habit of communion with the Lord. And even specifically show your desire to walk in the gifts of the Spirit, your desire to walk in power. I can tell your desires by what you pray about. Do you understand? If you love this, there's a, a guy you are crushing on so much. It will show your prayer, I think. You know, you're like, Lord, this boy, I, you know, I dream about him a lot. I, I, it, it's really a burden in my heart. Lord, you said we should possess our possessions. <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyways, but um, yeah, it will show what you desire, the way you pray, what you pray about, right? So when you pray, talk about the gifts, talk about the power, how you want to do beautiful things, go about doing good with the power of God. That's the second thing. The third thing is step out in faith, right? So the first one you've acknowledged you have the power. You've number two, you've you've stirred it up. The third thing to do is step out in faith. Praise the name of Jesus. Step out in faith. So let me just give you an example. Um, so when it comes to stepping out in faith, I would like to say, say this that you shouldn't limit God's power. Don't ever have it. When 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 it comes to the Lord. You must never have a limitation. You know, um, there's a common saying now that what God cannot do doesn't, what doesn't exist. And that's how your mindset should be, exceeding abundantly above. Um, there was a time that I was in school. I was in the chapel uh, of the school and I had a class in about 15 minutes um, at the engineering building. And someone ran in. And, and this, let me tell you this. It's good to be a reference for the miraculous. What I mean is, when someone needs help, a healing, or a word of knowledge, a word of comfort, let them say, oh, meet that healing guy, meet that healing girl, meet that prophecy guy. Meet that. That's good. Some of you are like, nah, I don't like that. That's too spiritual. I just want to be Jesus's baby. Like, oh my gosh. Anyways, but no, those things are good. It's good to be marked by those terms. Let people know you that you can dish out the power of God. And so someone met me. Someone ran into the chapel and was like, "Oh, um, so, 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 my friend, one of my friends and classmates, she, she's in um CST building. She's having serious pains. She can't even walk. I don't know We want to call the ambulance, but I just felt like we should tell you first and everything." And I had a class. Now I know that this sounded very immature or unfair. I had a class in like ten minutes, and I was like, "Hmm, to so go to the class or go to this building that will take another fifteen minutes." You know, an X coordinates, Y coordinates, find the differentiation. How would I? (laughs) I'm joking. I was just calculating what I'm going to do. And and the Lord led me in that time. I was writing with my pen and said, Give her this pen. And I didn't know what that was. I was like, why? So I gave her, I said, um, have my pen. So like, Okay, thanks. But like she needs you in, in, in the building. I was like, Yeah, use my pen. I don't understand. I said Can you give this pen to her and tell her to bring it to me it was like huh okay (laughs) she went and truly and i kid you not before god and man this girl brought my pen to the chapel and started thanking me she was in tears and i hugged her and i was like look this is god's power god cares about you and i gave her that pen to serve as a reminder that God's power anytime she's in a troubled state that that pen should remind her that God's power is still alive what i'm trying to tell you is this don't limit god see the the impossibilities are impossible with you now because of the holy spirit you can do so much god just needs your yes sometimes it might be even the things of the spirit if you want to give a prophecy for example and and maybe there's a word coming to your mind maybe it's it's a name of someone or god is just saying increase some of you are so shy that you can't say, ah, I say increase now to sound like something else. But the truth is, when you respond, then more information comes. Just like when God called Samuel, Samuel, he said, he meant to meet Eli, he said, yes, he says, it's not me. Samuel, it's not me. Go, oh, this boy, go and sleep. Samuel, he came to Eli and said, oh, this must be the Lord. When he speaks, reply and say, your servant hears. And when Samuel responded, guess what? God spoke more, gave him the information. Sometimes God just needs your first yes so that he can do much more with you. So take that step. See, you would rather be wrong than be disobedient. God has called you into a life of being charismatic, a life of power, and you only experience the beautiful adventures you have in Christ when you take the bold step of faith. Boldness and courage are actually powerful magnets of the power of God. So can we just end this on, on a note of prayer? I know that God has done something in someone and, and I want you to just don't let that fire die. I want you to build it and stir it up even more right now and just say, Lord, I'm ready. That's all you're saying. Lord, this is me surrendered. I'm ready, available. That even in the charismatic things to live the life that Jesus lived, I, I, I start afresh. Lord, if, if if my case was a case where I, I pushed these things to to the sidelines and I pushed them behind and I didn't see the importance. I repent and I'm sorry and I'm taking that step to take it seriously in my life to to do good as I've been anointed by the Spirit of God. I heal the sick. I cast out devils. I speak with new tongues. I prophesy. I turn this world upside down with the power and the miracles of the Lord. That's me, Lord. I'm ready. Lord, every inhibition I pray right now Every inhibition, every ounce of fear, it leaves your life and it's replaced with God's boldness. The Spirit of God gives boldness. So receive boldness right now, right now, right where you are. And this is a proof that God's power knows no distance. Receive boldness right where you are. You will know that from tonight, there's just a different way with which you operate in the things of the Spirit. No fear, no fear, no fear, only boldness only boldness not just theology prove your theology with a living power thank you lord thank you lord hallelujah hallelujah in jesus mighty name we pray and lord i thank you for the precious people thank you because we have seen from your word the importance of your power in us that we truly are powerhouses we are truly mobile temples of the lord you inhabit us. You 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 are pleased to dwell in us. Help us to live to the full potential of all that you've given us on this earth to count many, many adventures in you from now until you return. In Jesus mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for the privilege to teach again. Um it's been an amazing time. God bless you all. Thank you
1: Pastor, thank
0: you, Pastor hey, yes, can we all say thank you right now? Man, that was a word. Thank you, Thank Ken. You. Thank you, brother. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Um, I just want to give an opportunity for two questions before he leaves. I know we're already like almost out of time. But yeah, does anyone have any questions? Feel free to unmute yourself. We're only gonna take people who will unmute themselves because there's no time to to wait. Mm-hmm. So let's let's have them. Any questions? anybody? The teaching was clear, right? I think for me, the most instructive thing is don't limit God. We have that tendency to do that, but we shouldn't. We should never limit God. Like, He's, first of all, He's the Creator. That should tell you everything you need to know. That everything you see and experience and, you know, observe, everything around you has been created by the Creator, by God Himself. So you cannot limit the one who brought everything into existence so that was that was just beautiful thank you so much any questions i'm trying to stall (laughs) okay you said my pigeon is like pigeon and me are like light or darkness i'm just saying that yeah that's the fact (laughs) i'll enter your dms (laughs) that's the fact yeah um yeah so okay i want to just give some information so i I would apologize because normally I always have um the poster and the flyer and all of that stuff, you know, ready. But because of a very, very interesting week, God has been kind, uh, and a bunch of things that have happened. I couldn't get the uh flyers ready on time. But what I want to do is just give the information about what we're doing for the the coming week, okay? So We're reading the book of Titus this week, right? So I'm still going to, we're going to have a design and we'll have that up. But if you still have issues reaching your accountability partner or anyone who is like, you know, you don't have an accountability partner at all for the Bible reading, please let us know. This is for your growth. This is for your progress. Being in the word of God is the best thing you can do to yourself. Um, So make out time. All right. Uh, to read the book of Titus this week. Also, we're having, like I said, every third Sunday, the week that, uh, every third week of the month, we dedicate it to prayer. So we're having Prayer Basket 2.0 as well. So basically, just the same link, throw in your prayer requests and um, anything you want us to pray about. It's also going to be on the link. I'm going to put that on the group chat as well. Uh, is there anyone joining us for the first time today? I know almost everyone here, so I I almost don't think anybody. The only person I think is new here is not here anymore. <laughs> so yeah, everyone everyone here. Awesome. I just hope Me. I hope you were blessed. What? Who's new? Tosin. Tosin. Where's Tosin? Oh, hi Tosin. Can can we see your face or no?
1: hey Doc.
0: okay that's always the excuse i hear <laughs> Um have here thank you let's say welcome to see everyone um i know some people have never done this for you but we are growing we're learning so um welcome to have you um thank so, you thank you very much i hope you were blessed um, you guys, by the way, I wanted to give some information. So, a little bit more about Pastor Kenneth. He he has a ministry, Vivify. Uh, it's called Vivify. So it's a lightning. Hey, oh, yeah. forgotten the. the <laughs> uh, I forgotten the tagline. Awakening. Uh, we to... Awakening. Uh, awakening. Thank you. That was the keyword. Awakening um, the hearts of everyone to the works. Awakening the hearts of all to to the finished works of Christ. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. It's still yeah. Christ. So yeah, so that ministry and is flourishing. It's a blessing. Um, so do well to check them out. verify three six five dot org. Correct? Yes, please. Okay, yes. and you can reach out to. He, he, he's also active on social media. You can reach out to him on Instagram. Follow him. Be a friend. He does spoken word. He has an album. He has two out two. He has Tracks. The tracks, album is yes, out Yeah, tracks. The album. Yeah, true. He has tracks. Uh, go check him out uh, if you want. If you um, unfortunately you cannot shoot your shot because they shot him already. <laughs> so if you want to reach out to him for anything, you can reach out to me directly is you have my contact. Um, so Kenneth, I want to say thank you again. Thank you for honoring the invitation. We love you so much here, and uh, we're just going to post a prayer And thank you so much for having me. So while I'm praying. In fact, that's a distraction. After I'm done praying, if you have a song suggestion that you want us to play right now to close off, put it in the chat. All right. So let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you. We love you. We, we adore you. Thank you for awakening us again to the reality of the power that is outworking us as believers. We're your children. And to, today we acknowledge, we stare it up and we step out in faith. Lord, we step out boldly to do everything your word commands because you only give commands to do what you've enabled us to do. And so we step out in faith, Lord. We are full of faith. We reject every objection to the truth. And we affirm in our, in our stand that the power of God is at work in us, that the Holy Spirit resides in us, and that we are, we are practical workers of miracles not just knowledgeable about the fact that they happened, but that we ourselves will be out there as emissaries of your word, as proof, as evidence to what you have done in us, that you did come and find your abode in our hearts. Thank you, precious Father. And I pray Oh Lord, for Kenneth, that he's strengthened, he's, he's equipped for more ministry in the name of the Lord Jesus. And for everyone who has listened and joined in today, um, every pain in your body right now is healed every long standing issue that has made been, become a cause for concern there's someone here who is having issues um immigration wise or something of that sort you are you are getting fran- you are frantic because something is not connecting you, something is not uh, you're not getting a notice of of something you've been waiting for the lord says i should assure your heart right now that he has done it In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this recording. We hope this session was a blessing to you as it was for us. If you would like to be an active part of Bible Marathon, maybe join in live on our Sunday sessions, be part of the WhatsApp group, or would just like to know more about the Bible Marathon project. Visit our website, bit.ly slash 4 for more details. That's bit.ly slash 4 for more details. We pray you stay blessed, experiencing progress and joy in your faith.